Hello everybody, hello, and welcome to this week's Bible study. This is awesome. This is one that's been laid on my heart since last week. And I've been mowing over it. The Holy Spirit has been working on me about it. And it really encourages it really encouraged me, so therefore, <clears throat> I think it'll encourage you. And it's really the the story of the two different gardens. And you may say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, first, there was a garden of Eden, which was the... Where Adam and Eve were one with God until something happened and they disobeyed God. Because God told them not to eat of the tree from the tree of life. Uh, um, not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but only to eat from the tree of life. Well... As we see in Genesis 3, the, 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 ser um, the devil entered a serpent, which, if the Bible says it, I believe it, so, the devil entered the serpent, and we see in Genesis 3, 1 through 24, where now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of, the tr of every tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of every tree of the trees in the garden, but of the tree, fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, and God has said, you shall not eat, not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you, lest you, you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil then the eyes of both of them oh excuse me so, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant, to the eyes, and the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So she also gave it to gave 
to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat. Then men, then the man said, "The woman whom you gave me gave the woman whom you gave to be with me. She gave me of the tree, and I ate." And God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said to the the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And all and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To, to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Born thorns and both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth 
for you, and you shall eat the herbs of the field. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for thus you are, for dust you are, and dust you shall return. And Adam said, Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Also, for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil, and now he and now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat it and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove them out. So he drove out the man. He placed the cherubim at the east of the garden of the Eden, of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So we see in Genesis chapter 3, The story of the first garden, the garden of judgment and separation. Now you may say, "Oh, that's a myth, or or or, or that's that's just a fable." No, I say it's God's word, and I say that's what happened, because that's what God's word says. I just, I want us to look here at this first garden of judgment. We see that Satan, through the serpent, tempted Eve. And he said, surely you won't die. And, and I believe in this context, he wasn't talking about physical death. God the Father knew they weren't going to die physically. But they were going to die spiritually. And he knew that as long as, uh, as they ate from the trees that he commanded and didn't eat the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they were going to be alright. But then, 
that cunning serpent came in and he said surely maybe you heard him wrong or or maybe met, surely you won't die and he was uh, he was being cunning and and, and, and deceptive and Eve gave in and said, I'll eat it. Maybe the serpent's right. I'll eat it and, and see. And then she gave it to her husband, Adam, and he ate it. And then their eyes were open and they knew everything. And, and, in that they knew everything. They knew that they were naked and they knew right from wrong right then. And, and they knew when God called for them in the cool of the day that they were naked. But before they did it, they didn't realize it. So, that, that tells you right there that before the fall of man everything was fine but once the fall of man that separated us from father god fast forward to matthew 26 36 through 46 and there are 10 verses Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to the disciples sit here while I go and pray over there and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed then he said to them my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death stay here and watch with me he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying oh father if it be if it is possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as I will but as you will then he then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter what could you not what could you not watch with me one hour watch and pray watch and pray lest you enter temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak again a second time he went to pray oh father if this 
cup cannot pass away from me. I drink it. Your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Let us be going. My see, my betrayer is at hand. We look at the second garden, and we see Jesus. This is the story of the two gardens, one of judgment and 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 damnation to hell, the other a garden of restoration, hope and love. The story of the second garden is where Jesus says, Jesus goes to the Father, he takes Peter with him, and he takes the sons of Zebedee, and he says, go wait for me here, I'm going to go off a little further and pray. And he's got a heavy heart. And he goes off and he prays, and he asks the Father, Oh, my Father, if, if this cup cannot pass from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he does this three times. So much so, in other translations, which I'm reading from the New King James and other, and other books of of the Gospels, it says he sweats blood. But in all three prayers we see in this picture of the garden, he says, Thy will be done. Because he loved the Father and he loved us so much that no matter what the cost, and he knew because God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are one and the same. He knew what he was about to go through. And he knew what his disciples were about to go through. And we talked about that last week. But he knew it was the Father's will. So the story, the, the picture of the truth, of the gardens of the second garden the garden of Gethsemane is a picture of yes one of deep sorrowful sadness 
because Jesus knew he was going to take on the weight and the sins of this world. The sins that were so heavy and he knew he was going to be separated from Father God for for being a moment. Because it says that later on as he was crucified God had to turn away. He could not bear to see him because he, he had the sins of the world on him. And we see in the garden he knew the seriousness of what was about to happen. But in this garden, the garden of redemption, and this is a picture of a garden of redemption, like Eden, the garden of Eden was a picture of judgment and damnation. But we see in this picture of the, of the garden of Gethsemane, a picture of hope and restoration, but also of great anguish. Because Jesus knew what was about to happen. And you may say, well, Scott, well, what are you getting at? Even Jesus knew. That he had to do it no matter what. Because not only did the Father God will it. But he knew at that time Scott Broadway needed a savior. Aaron Broadway needed a savior. You needed a savior. I needed a savior. And he did it anyway. He knew how humiliating it was about to be. He knew what was about to happen. He knew what was going to happen. He knew he was, he was, God the Father was going to have to turn away from him. And that was his anguish. And he prayed to the Father. And he said, Oh my Father, if this cup cannot pass from me, Unless I drink it, your will be done. He said those words. Friends, he knew the consequences. But he did it anyway. What I'm asking you tonight and this week is if Christ can die for you and go through this and save you from separation because as soon yes he we were separated from God the Father for a time there were great prophets that had relationships with God the Father they they were they were faithful men of God still, but when Jesus went to the cross, 
the separation became no more because there was no more need for sacrifices like the Old Testament because Jesus was the pure sacrifice. The Bible said he is the Lamb of God. And when Jesus went to be baptized, a voice came down from heaven, This is my Son, whom I am well pleased. He knew why he was there. He knew why he had to do what he had to do even before he did it. And he did it anyway for you and for me. So you may say, Scott, what are you getting at? The story, the the message of the, the gardens is one is no hope at all. One is total separation. But thankfully, through God's Son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the unblemished Lamb of God, He who was without sin, that took on sin, for you and for me, is the reason that I wanted to come to you tonight. There is hope in a hopeless situation. The Garden of Eden, when, when they were banished from God's presence, I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve felt that it was over and it was done and there was no hope. But, but thankfully, there was redemption. And the redemption came from the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son. Because He loves us and He wants us. John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. But whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. My friends, that is the whole reason for Wheels on fire for Christ. It's to see people come to Christ. And to bring hope. And to. Reignite. The flame of Christ. To. Have, to. Tell you that. You can be on fire for Christ. If you so choose. And it's not. 
It's not based on emotions. It's not based on a feeling. But it's based on your heart and your passion for Jesus Christ. And that fire comes from accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that fire comes from the Holy Spirit coming into your life. And being your comforter. Once you've asked Jesus into your heart. It's that simple. So we see the story of the two gardens. The Garden of Eden and the Garden of Gethsemane. And I know this is a longer message than I've done in a while. But I felt like it needed to be done. And I just want to take this moment and pray with you right now. Right where you are. Coming up on Easter Sunday in a couple weeks. I want us to think on this. And I could have waited. But I, I felt the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit urge me to do this now. So we can think on this. Are we focused on the wrong garden in our life? Are we focused on the the judgment and the condemnation? Or are we focused on the Garden of Gethsemane and the picture of redemption and hope in Jesus Christ? That He said no matter what, God, God, my Father God, your will be done. Lord Jesus, I just come to you right now and I ask, Lord, that you, you be with that one watching or that one hearing this message. Lord, that they come to know you as, as your your son or your daughter and Lord that they know you love them and what all it takes is us asking you to forgive us of our sins and asking you to come into our heart and be Lord of our life and to to, to repent and to turn, turn away and to start a relationship with you. Lord, that it's more than a religion, but it's a relationship between you and that person. And once they make that decision, then you come into their life and though it may be rocky they have the promise of the hope of of glory of your glory Lord Jesus the hope of restoration the hope of 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 love the hope of Calvary because of what you did 
on Calvary. You died on that cross. You were buried. You you rose again on the third day. Defeated death, hell, and the grave. And Lord, we know for we know without a shell of a doubt that you're coming again. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, I want to thank you for each and every one that is watching, each and every individual that will be watching after this. And Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you, I pray that they will come to know you as their Lord and Savior and and put their trust and their hope in you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that that they will get in the Word and they will have that prayer, prayer life that they're supposed to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much and you have a blessed evening. Daddy, want my blankie? I'm...